Big 12, adding UCF and Houston. Which one is worse? And are they both the worst thing to ever happen since, I don't know, that really bad thing? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm wearing a hat because I shaved all of my hair off, and that is Harper Mayfield from the ba- the oh, what is that one? the Baylor Lariat. Thanks for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Um, so look, look, expansion's been a big deal. People are talking about it. It's been the talk mm-hmm. of of the town across the Big Twelve, and everybody's talking about. All right, well, is Colorado going to come to the league? Is is Washington, Oregon, anybody? Right, right. Well, Harper, I, I heard you say something, and it kind of struck me. And you, you, you commented to me that you would rather take almost anyone that exists, individual human beings, over the institution that is the University of Central Florida. I would mm-hmm. now like you to unpack, because here's one thing. We, we all got caught up. I'll give you this. We all got caught up. Oh, big, happy, fun times. The Big 12 mm-hmm. expanding. And we didn't really take an objective look at these schools the league's getting. Where are you sitting with these new teams? Yeah, so I think... You know, you look at the four that we added, and there's a few things that I really do like, and there's a few things I really don't like. Um, I really do like BYU. I think um, BYU, great addition for a lot of reasons. For religious Um, purposes? (laughs) Um, You know, they definitely do add a different cultural market that um, the Big 12 was definitely not tapping into before. Um, You also start to look towards, like, TV markets, and I think that's a big thing that we're going to touch on here in a second. But um, BYU, also, like, great Director's Cup school. Um, they would be, I believe third highest in the big 12 in, um, the current director's cup standings. And I think that's, we're also going to focus on director's cup here in a second, because that's where I think staying power for a lot of these, um, athletic departments comes into play is what they're able to do in a lot of different sports. And we've seen schools like Houston and UCF struggle to do that a little bit more in recent years. And so that's one thing that I look at for these two schools. And when we added them, I was like, Oh, this is like you said, Oh man, this is really fun. And we get to have these new schools and it is, it is this big, happy, big 12 family that we get to be a part of. And then as it kind of wore off and we started talking about the PAC 12 and I was like, these are a lot better than what we just told ourselves was the best that we could do. Uh, Because we looked at all the schools that were out there and we thought to ourselves out of everything that exists, out of everything that is available to us, the four best options that we have are Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and UCF. And I don't know that that's true anymore, especially now that we've seen what the Big 12 thinks that they're capable of and what people are now perceiving the Big 12 to be capable of. Because when it was declared that Texas and OU were leaving, we were dead in the water. There was nothing left to do. Absolutely nowhere left for the Big 12 to go. That was it. Curtains, we'd become, it was the Power Four and the Big 12 was going to drop off into the, you know, G5, I guess, G6 at that point. Right down Um, to the Titanic. The Big 12 is going to be in a submarine at the Titanic. Yeah, it was it was curtains for us. It was it was a wrap. There was that was it. That was it. We'd we'd heard the last of the Big Twelve, and then we get these schools, and everybody was kind of like, "Neat, you've decided to be um, Conference USA or you know the AAC plus." You know that's that that's fine and good. Um, and so then what I was what I thought when we decided to expand, I was in my head. I thought, okay we're looked at as so inferior by a lot of these other conferences. You know, people are like, oh, the Big 12 sucks for X, Y, and Z. And the only time that doesn't happen is basketball season when everybody goes, oh, you know, they might they might be okay. But even then you hear that the Big 10 is better because Illinois 
gets a seven seed in the NCAA tournament and people <laughs> love to talk about the basketball program that Illinois is. And so what I was, what I thought to myself when we started to add these teams, I was like, what does the big 12 want out of this? What is our end goal here? And I think the biggest thing always with any part of college athletics, as we've come to know is that it's about money. You know, yes. there's, there's, there's nothing else that it's about. College athletics is about making money. Um, and so the way that you find out who's going to make you money in the easiest way possible is TV money. Who is going to pay money to, at this point, get the subscription service that your conference has a deal with to tune into these football games, these basketball games, these volleyball games, whatever sport it is that's selling tickets for people. You want these people in this new market to watch and engage with your team in a meaningful way. And so you have to look at where those people are that are going to be watching stuff. And so you look at the biggest TV markets and like the 2023 Nielsen ratings, if you're not familiar with the Nielsen ratings, it shows you who's watching TV where and tells you exactly what markets in the US are more profitable based on their shares of the TV market. Uh, it's We can get really inside baseball on it. We don't need to. But what you do need to know is that the Dallas-Fort Worth area is the fifth biggest TV market in America. And the Big 12 does great there, especially for because for a long time we've had UT and OU, lots of UT and OU grads go on to live in the DFW area, um, Baylor and TCU, obviously big, strong centers there as well. Same, similar for even Oklahoma State and Tech, really. You know, the the hub of the Big 12 for so long has been Dallas-Fort Worth. That's where the headquarters is. And that makes a lot of sense. We do well there. We will continue to do well there without Tech, or excuse me, Texas and OU. As much of a bummer as that is for our TV purposes, we'll do, we'll be just fine in DFW. Hmm. What we were going to lose some of without UT is the Houston area. Because one in every, I believe it's 275 students at UT is from Harris County, which is where Houston is. That's a pretty significant number. Yeah. And so that to me is the only reason that we've decided to add the University of Houston is controlling that TV market again. And I think that is an oversight in terms of where alumni from other schools in the Big 12 are going. Because we look at this and we say, okay, 50% of students at the University of Houston are from Harris County. That's 23,000 students. That's great. Um, but what you fail to realize then is that six, there's about 6,000 students at, uh, undergrads at Baylor that are from that area, Harris County or surrounding counties. Um, there's a similar number from TCU tech has, I believe three or 4,000 from that area. And so all of a sudden you start to pull in all these different groups. And that's, that's only accounting for the in-state schools that are currently in the big 12. You look at, you, uh, you look at Oklahoma state and you start to look, you know, further elsewhere, it's smaller numbers. Yes, but numbers nonetheless. And so that market was not one that was going to go away for the big 12. And while yes, you get to centralize it a little bit more. I've never like the people that I know from the Houston area, when you talk to them about college sports, have you Drake, you've gone, you've been around Bay, the Baylor world for a long time around the big, well, big 12 world for a long time. Have you ever met anybody that was at a, a big 12 game and they were like, Oh yeah, man, here I am at Baylor. But you know, I really grew up a U of H fan. So this is a little weird for me. Uh, no, don't, can't say that I've met, <laughs> cannot say that I've been on the streets of Houston and met any UH Cougar fans, to be honest uh -huh. with you. Uh-huh, exactly. Because those people, even if they went there, are going to be your t-shirt fans at UT and OU, because those are the big football games in the state of Texas. They're That's, not going to magic. Can, can I make a point here? You have sure. a lot of, there are, there are people who went to TCU, who went to Baylor, who went to mm -hmm. Tech that grew up A&M fans or Texas fans. Right. So I think you're on to something that's not just Houston specific, but mm -hmm. still definitely applies to Houston. Continue. Yes. And so those people, 
because the Houston being the Big 12 means nothing to them because they're going to watch the football games that they always watched anyway. Whether those are Big 12 games or SEC games, this share of the market, the TV market that comes from the, the Cougars, allegedly, doesn't exist in the way that the Big 12 thinks it does. And so that was my big gripe with Houston. And obviously, yes, they have the great basketball program right now. They've had a great basketball program before. What else do they bring you in terms of the other sports? It's a lot of it, you know, a talented track program at times. Um, you go and you look. Hey, guess what? I had no idea because that doesn't amount to a hill of beans when it comes to your school making money. Sorry. Ex- exactly. And you go and you look at the Director's Cup. Um, Houston, as of right now, or as of the most recent update, um, 68th. And that's behind teams that don't have football. I mean, you look right ahead of them. Um, Georgetown is ahead of them. Georgetown plays football oh, at the yes. Division three level when they play. They don't play every year. Um, Penn is 64th. Um, the University of Denver, whose best sport is lacrosse, is 61st. Yeah. Um, so Good you look hockey. at that and you say, okay, this is the this is the model that scores all of these sports on an aggregate level, and they're not performing well in it. So what are they adding to us if their basketball can't carry their athletic department to the level that our schools are playing at? Kansas is our worst school. Houston is several spots below them on a ranking like that. And so while the TV market appears to be significant, I don't believe that it's as influential as um, Big 12 leadership believes it to be. You run into a similar problem with UCF and Orlando. Um, Orlando, the 17th largest market in America, and that's when you include Daytona Beach and Melbourne, Florida in there with it, um, behind places like, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. and Phoenix, which, you know, if we get into the Arizona schools a little bit later, certainly more appealing. Um, Seattle, you talked, you touched on Washington a second ago, even other markets in Florida, um, like Tampa, much, much more significant in terms of TV share than Orlando is Detroit, Minneapolis, Denver. Um, and so then you look at that and you also look at some of these other things, uh, excuse me, Houston, UCF, uh, when you look at what they've accomplished in the past year, they're 83rd in the director's cup below schools like San Diego, um, South US, Florida, USD, San Diego. Yes. USD, San Diego, South Florida, another directional Florida school. Also, I think this is, this is purely an opinion, but I know, but I also know it to be true. And that's important. Um, if you're a directional school, you are automatically inferior. If there's a direction in your school's name, you're worse. I'm so sorry. What about that's, technical? What if you're a technical school? I think that's a little bit better because sometimes tech right. sounds cool. You have to do it right. What if you're an agricultural and mechanics university? You're so much worse. You're just, yeah. you're so, so, so much worse. Um, and so, yeah, you're, we are, we're adding a directional school. That's never sat right with me. We just, we shouldn't do that. Um, but, you know, they're below South Florida, Gonzaga, Columbia, Quinnipiac, um, Hawaii, Pepperdine, schools that don't compete in every sport in the ways that we're going to want UCF to compete in every sport. Um, they're below Houston. So Houston wins there, I guess. Um, and also you look at these schools academically because, you know, the PAC 12 was able to look down their nose at us because they said we have Stanford and Cal and that's kind of it. But you know, they said, they looked down at us and said, we're better than you because we have these academic schools. We won't ever engage in a merger with you because one, you have religious schools and two, you're not as good as us academically. And that's, that's what we care about. I'm doing air quotes for the people listening at home. Um, and so, or in their cars, yes, you had Houston and UCF and 
that's just another reason for someone around the country to look at you and say, oh, yeah, we were right. We were right. They don't care about academics because these schools don't care about academics. Bird dogs are the best things that have ever existed in the entire world. German short hairs, Labrador retrievers, the shorts that I have on my body right now. I would stand up and show you, but that would be a really awkward, weird shot. Since I got to Alaska, I have worn bird dogs all of the time. They keep me warm. They keep me safe. And I don't have to wear underwear. That's right. They're built in. Do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? I like wearing underwear. I don't like shorts that have the built-in underwear. So I thought, I don't think I'm going to like bird dogs. But then I got them, and I do. I, I did it for the first time. I used the underwear that's built into the shorts, and I actually enjoyed I didn't even know it was there. I didn't even know it was there. I enjoyed it. It's also, it's like got such a good... It's weird, I, but it, it kind of hugs you a little bit because of the underwear that's built in. So it feels like I was like, oh, are my pants too tight? Like, are people people looking at me weird because my pants are too small? But they're not. It's just the underwear that's there. And then the rest of it's there as well. My mom thought they were Lululemon. They are they are affordable. They are good. And right now, if you go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college, you get a Yeti style tumbler for free. Don't don't miss this. We are giving you an, an, an exclusive locked on offer for a Yeti style tumbler. I got mine in the mail. I enjoy it. I drink stuff out of it, such as Diet Coke and Miller Lite. Yes. Yeti style tumbler with your order. Locked on college is the promo. Birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. When I was planning out my ideal Big 12, I also think that uh, these schools have relatively limited opportunities for growth in the next couple of years. I know UCF big in the online space for education. And, you know, that's there's something to be said for that. That's great for the people that do that. But it doesn't do a lot for the Big 12. Arizona State the same way technically the largest university in the country because they have 100,000 students online. Those students aren't buying football tickets. That's not helping us in this situation. But I do think academics come into play a little bit because, you know, conferences love to post about, hey, we've got the highest GPA in the conference or we've got the highest GPA in Power 5 this year. That's what that's the only reason that Vanderbilt gets to stick around the SEC, that and baseball. Yeah. And even then, baseball doesn't make that much money. Like the College World Series is tons of fun. Uh, for a lot of schools, if you don't, make a splash there, baseball is not a profit sport for you. And so um, a handful of schools that I thought about, obviously Houston and UCF remain on the radar for the reasons that they ended up being chosen. Um, But I think schools that the Big 12 should have considered perhaps even more than these schools. Memphis, I know, was on the list. Uh, We've seen Memphis succeed in the past. Uh, They have control of a new region that the Big 12 does not engage with currently in that that Tennessee, Arkansas area. Rice was my school from Houston that I think I would have preferred. People will be shocked by that, but they would become the Big 12's Vanderbilt. Yeah, they're not going to be good. Not? They're not going to be good at a lot of things. It's kind of your free win on the schedule, but all of a sudden you have these guys that are going to go become 
doctors and lawyers and all these things that come out of Rice and they're big, they're former Big 12 athletes. You love the NCAA loves to play that commercial that's everybody goes pro in something, right? You know, we've all we've all seen it. Uh, it was big during March Madness. That one guy's was, a doctor. He's a damn good doctor, too. He was a he was yes. a rower, but now he's a doctor. Yes, exactly. And so you you see like a school like Rice where they haven't been good because they haven't received that kind of athletic funding in a long time. There's donors out there for Rice because we know that those people go off and are wildly successful. So they come back and they're like, hey, we're in the we're in the Big 12. Now let's kick a little bit of money back into the football program. Similar situation with Tulane, even though we did see them win the Cotton Bowl. Obviously, that's not been a, a regular thing for them. But I do think that um, the market of Louisiana outside of Louisiana State has been underutilized by the NCAA. And so two schools that I wanted the Big 12 to look at a little more closely than they did were Tulane and the University of Louisiana Lafayette, now just the University of Louisiana. They've started to roll into that as opposed to the ULL moniker, because at some point, UL is going to be a big deal. It hasn't happened yet, but it is coming. There's all, it's always been a kind of Louisiana State, Louisiana Tech game. It's now a Louisiana State, Louisiana game. It's not a very close game yet. Yeah. Louisiana State's still winning by a lot, and it's not even really halftime, but that school is going to become a big deal for a lot of those kids that go to school in Louisiana and don't end up leaving, deciding not to go to LSU because it's a little bigger, a little different than an experience than they want. So I think there's a lot of, you look at those schools and you say like kids from Houston are going to stay in the big 12. They're going to watch big 12 football kids from Louisiana probably aren't going to kids from Tennessee probably aren't going to. And even if they don't end up going to those schools, they grew up watching because mom and dad went there and they watch, Baylor play three times a year. They watch TCU play three times a year and they say, I kind of, there's something I like about this team. What is it I like about this team? They end up going to an away game at, you know, in one of those cities, they end up going to that school because they fell in love with them watching college football when they were kids. And so you look at those schools and obviously there's the potential non-football members that have been tossed around like Gonzaga, I think is, is interesting. Um, but then football being the biggest revenue sport in America for pretty much every school do, do you quote unquote waste your time with a school that can't provide that for you? I'm not sure. I'm not the finance guy to answer that question for you, but I do think that those, these four schools, the um, Memphis rice, Tulane and Louisiana all serve different purposes than UCF and Houston, but purposes that I think project better long-term than do these two schools that we've chosen to add instead. Ah, so here's one interesting thing, and I, I didn't know. I was on my, people who were watching on the tube. Uh, probably I was on my phone there for a little bit, looking up, and it turns out UCF fans love to scream at you. We have the most. I don't know why they sound like that. We have <laughs> the most people of all the colleges uh, in that national championship. They love to scream things. They are a yeah. very loud fan base on Twitter as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And I looked it up. Most of them are at satellite campuses or online. Yeah. Like they don't actually go to school at UCF. They're not the ones that are going to watch John Rice Plumley play football and baseball, which I think is very cool. Shout out John yes, Rice. Yeah. Super um, cool. Then in the Houston area, you don't run into anybody. Like nobody's walking down the streets like, hey, go Cougs. It's yeah. Not, they're just it's not the thing. Probably hear go Cougs more in China Spring, Texas than you do in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. because it's Certainly. not it's not a fan base that's centered around. So I'll give UCF credit. They are more centered around sports than Houston. Um, mm. and, and again, I, I do think they, they both bring value in some places, but I, I have, I took a very gung ho. Like, oh yeah. New schools, big 12. Yeah. 
before mm-hmm. actually considering um, which of these teams maybe don't belong. And I, I think Houston's up there. Houston's a weird Texas team that you let in. They've always been complaining about how you haven't given them a seat at the table for so many years. Mm-hmm. They've been little brother to everybody else. Uh, TCU got lifted out of that 10 years ago from the Mountain West to the Power Five where they've succeeded. And I, I just don't see Houston being on that trajectory. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the main reason why, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, if TCU was Fort Worth University, I mm-hmm. think they would have sucked. Yeah, They're, I agree. What do you latch on to? Oh, Texas Christian University. Oh, yes, the Christian University of Texas. I get the horn uh-huh. frogs and the purple. In Houston, the city, the pro teams, the, the Strohs, the Texans, the right. Rockets mean so much more than what Houston means. Mm-hmm. But on, on the flip side, to to expand your conversation, you have picked on US, UCF and, and Houston but not Cincinnati and BYU. What's so appealing about those two that you're big chilling with these guys being in the Big 12? Right. And I think BYU was my number one target for the Big 12. Period. Across the board. Yeah, pretty much. Which, um, let me give you credit here, too, because there'll be some people, some people are already screaming in the comment section like, oh, why wasn't the Pac-12 number one on your board? That's how they sound. Mm-hmm. And... Let's remember two years ago, this is the Big 12 imploding. You're not expanding with Pac-12 teams. You're just trying to stay alive. The wish list was pretty thin. Right, because if we want to play the who could we get out of everybody game, would I have loved to add Notre Dame because they've been an independent for so long? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would. Is How realistic is that? Not very, unfortunately, for our our Big 12 friends. And so um, you look at BYU, a school that – has been an independent for so long, but always kind of felt like they wanted to be a part of a conference. But for a long time, you know, in the eighties and stuff, when they were the football powerhouse, they wouldn't make the scheduling concessions that they needed to, to make something like that happen. Um, They wouldn't play on, they wouldn't play on Sundays. So basketball games on the weekends, it was a whole deal. And, um, but you know, that you look at them on a master or director's cup level, as we've done with these other schools. So to use that same metric, BYU 34th, that's in the same area as Auburn, South Carolina. That's ahead of above Auburn, Baylor. South Carolina. Oh. Is it about Baylor? Yeah. Oh. We don't, we, don't, we don't have to mention Baylor's director cup ranking. Continue. Uh, Baylor's isn't bad. It's not that far below. Uh, Baylor's, Baylor's 42nd, BYU's 34th. So, but, you know, still ahead of schools like Auburn, South Carolina, Ole Miss, TCU, um, and just behind some schools like A&M, Wisconsin, Utah, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. So right there in that pocket of teams that were like, Hey, these are the teams that we really like and we've seen succeed. And we want to have that same kind of success who is having that success right now and has for a long time BYU. And so you look there and they also, you know, exactly what you're getting with BYU from like, and also when you talk about like a rabid fan base, there is, there is none that compares to um, the nicest rabid fan base, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Um, nobody, nobody travels better than BYU. Um, nobody provides a better, perhaps a better home game atmosphere than BYU. I think that case could be made. I don't know if I, I'm saying I would, it. I would make that case. Yeah. Um, and it pushes you out West. Cause even then, you know, the idea at this, at the point where we were expanding the big 12, the idea of the PAC 12 had been talked about just a little bit. And so you start to move West and say to these PAC 12 teams, Hey, look at this. This makes a little bit more sense now. Cause we've got a team out here in Utah. If you did want to come over here, travel's not quite so bad for you. Maybe you're going to you're going to Provo a couple times a year instead of being a team in Tempe, Arizona, that has to fly to Morgantown twice in the course of four weeks to play basketball games. Um, 
And I think that's also why Cincinnati makes a little bit more sense when you look at West Virginia and they've been isolated on that side of the Big 12 for so long. Um, kind of, you know, them and Iowa State are, I guess, the closest, they're the each other's closest to Iowa State. They're not the closest to West Virginia, but West Virginia is like, that's, I guess, is best, the best they can do. So you put Cincinnati over there and all of a sudden it's thrown a bone to West Virginia, who will no doubt be courted by what looks to be a dying ACC in the next couple of years. Um, because West Virginia has had success in a lot of their athletic programs. Rest in peace, Bob Huggins. Um, and soon to be Neil Brown. That thing, that ship, they are also inside ooh, of a submarine. They are also inside the submarine exploring the Titanic right now. It's not going well for West Virginia. No, it's not. Unfortunately for the Mountaineers, it's, I, it's been bad. Uh, but so you move, you move Cincinnati out there and all of a sudden you're throwing them a little bit, bit of a bone and saying, hey, we didn't forget about you. There we we are putting teams over here. We're still looking east, um, even though because everybody's everybody's mind is out west. You know, it's a lot like the gold rush right now. Um, yeah. Nobody's thinking about the east coast. Everybody wants to go further out west, the land of opportunity. And you want to remind those schools that you're still there for them, so that they don't decide to pack up and leave for what they think is greener pastures somewhere else. Even if that's West Virginia being like, I'm going to go take the lion's share of the money in the Big East where we used to be, and we're going to. I don't know, stop playing football or whatever it is the Big East does now. Um, and then there's some Big East schools as well that if they played football, I think would have been great candidates. But you don't want to add a school that thinks that highly of themselves and doesn't play the sport that your area of the country loves the most. I think that's asking for for disaster. But I think Cincinnati, also, you know, the playoff run that they had in football, a big boost to their um, to their resume just because they were the team that finally got the chance. Should UCF have gotten the chance in 2017? I personally think so. They should have. It's unfortunate they, that they didn't, but they didn't, and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati did get that chance. They ran into a buzzsaw with Alabama. Tough. A lot of, that's what happens to a lot of teams. I remember yeah. Washington in 2015. They ran into a buzzsaw in Alabama. They got their chance, though, and that legitimized them as a football program in the eyes of a lot of people and as a university in the eyes of a lot of people that even like people whose opinions should matter a lot more and weren't as educated as they should have been. I'm talking to the committee. Um, they saw that and they're like, ah, this is, this is a real team. This is a real team they've got out there in Cincinnati. Um, and so I think for those reasons, those two schools have just even a, a slight leg up that makes me a little more okay. And they also felt a little more inevitable to me as additions than yeah. did Houston and UCF. Oh, well, Harper, before we close, uh, do you shower in the morning or at night? At night. Why would you get in bed with dirt on you? I think it's the grossest thing you could possibly do is showering at night because that bed's just going to get dirty. You're going to have oil on your skin, all over your well, skin. You're going to feel your skin, and you're going to wake up, and you're going to be miserable starting the next day. They always, you always start the with a shower. Here's the thing. If you clean yourself before you get in bed, you're clean when you get in bed, right? Are you, are you following? Yeah, I guess. Right. And so then if you put on like, I don't know, let's say lotion or something like a normal person, um, you're not as you're not dirty and you have less buildup on your skin. The people at home listening will agree with me. So what we've learned is everybody should shower at night and put on lotion so you're not dirty. Yeah. All right. Well, that works for me. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears, I think, sometimes. That is Harper Mayfield from the Baylor Lariat. Go follow him. His Twitter is going to be down below. It's right. It's Harper Mayfield. That's it. He was the first one there, man. Harper Mayfield. That's all it is. Uh, Harper, thanks for joining the show and stuff. Man, thanks for having me. It was fun.
Oh yeah, always, always a pleasure. Every time we do this, can't wait to do it again. <laughs> it's been great every time. Uh, this has been and always will be. Come back on Friday. We'll talk more about talk Baylor sports, obviously, on Locked On. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Baylor. Baylor.